Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre K 12 Education Talk Radio, and it is June 22nd, the day after the solstice. There you go. I forgot about that yesterday till I remembered on the news last night. And it was light, late here in Maine. It got dark around, little dark enough to really be called dark around 10 after 9. Okay, and that was about the longest day of the year, and now, well, welcome to winter, as we like to say. No, it's summer, and we're going to have a great summer, everybody, okay? Today, we're going to have a great show. We've got Dr. Keith Look here. Dr. Keith is the, Dr. Look, but Dr. Keith is the VP of Education Solutions at a company called Territorium. We're going to talk about what they do. All right. He's a former educator, by the way, what they do generally, and also how they're working with something called the Young People's Project, okay, that helps kids in middle school, okay, develop mathematics skills, okay, because their whole thing is that we need to take a holistic picture of the child, all right, and practical skills may matter as much as, quote, academic skills. And I'm going to let Keith explain that far better than I do. All right, so we're going to have a really nice conversation with him in just a minute. We're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org. Please go over there. Everything is free for educators at ace-ed.org, which is the home website of our American Consortium for Equity in Education. And our magazine is over there, which is called Equity and Access. Just click on the cover and enjoy the newest issue. All right, that's a great issue, by the way, I've got to tell you. Our awards, our Excellence in Equity Awards program is up and running. We're accepting nominations now through September. All right, and educators, please, it's free. Go over Dominate yourselves, your colleagues, etc. You'll see all the categories when you go over there. It's really a nice program. We honored a lot of people last year. We'd love to honor you and your colleagues as well. So just click on the awards icon. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And of course, we're going to archive this podcast just as we archive every podcast over at astashed.org. So please check out everything we do. We're all about equity here. We really do care. And that's the big reason why I wanted Dr. Keith look here. Okay, because this is an equity program with Territoria. Would you agree, Keith? Absolutely. Good morning. There you go. Good morning to you, sir. Are you down in Kentucky today? Where are you? I am. I am in Kentucky today. There you go. How's the weather in beautiful Kentucky? Actually, we're at 70 degrees today. This is a rare, cool summer day in Kentucky. We're ecstatic. (laughs) That's great. That's great. You in Louisville? Yes, sir. Good enough. Go and do, don't be Southern. You have to call me Larry, not Sir. Fair enough, Larry. I will. Oh, there you go, Keith. Okay. So all my every time I have a guest on from the Mid South or South, they they always call me Sir, which is a Southern thing, and it's a beautiful, nice thing. Okay. But for this, this show, we just love a first name basis. Okay. That'll work. I may drop a y'all in once or twice if that's all right. <laughs> and you're welcome to do that. Are you from Kentucky, or, or are you a transplant? No, I'm from Kentucky. Good enough. All right. Good, good part of the world. i got to tell you, the best bourbon in the world. You're the VP of Education Solutions at Territorium. Just like it sounds, Territorium.com. You're a former educator. You can talk about that. Tell us about yourself and tell us about the company. What do you guys sure. do? Sure. So, uh, personally, uh, I have served as an elementary, middle, and high school principal as well as a superintendent. Wow. I've worked districts as large as Philadelphia and from, let's say, from Philadelphia town. to Appalachia. 
My hump. What did you, you do in Philadelphia? What did you do in Philadelphia? Uh, Goodness, I worked uh, research with the Consortium for Policy Research and Education. I worked with the first Gear Up initiative. As you know, Shaka Patah out of Philadelphia initiated that effort. And I was principal at West Philadelphia High School. Um, I went to Overbrook, uh, my friend. I went to Overbrook. You're a good competitor. I know Overbrook well. I know you do. West Philly used to be, the team name used to be the Speed Boys when I was a kid. Was it still the same thing? You it was when I was there, yes. It was yeah, the West Boys. Philly Speed Boys, West Philly High. Good enough. Okay, double welcome to the show. Anybody with a connection to Philadelphia is always welcome to That's the show right. here, Keith. i got to tell you, principal of West Philly, I'll be – may I ask what years that was? Uh, around 2000, early 2000s, 2002-ish. Right. Um, yeah, it was a whole other story. I was principal three different times in the same school year. That's a whole different show. <laughs> Welcome to Philadelphia schools, okay? You got it. <laughs> yeah, believe me. I'll tell you one yep. thing before we get into this, okay? When I went all through Philadelphia schools, but many, many, many years ago, I graduated Overbrook in 1965. Everybody can do the math, okay? But when I went to school, I had the same superintendent for all 12 years, okay? That's rare. And his, his, this is a long time ago now. Okay, his name was Dr. Alan Wetter, all right, and he probably was the superintendent of schools back then for probably 25 years, okay, before he retired or whatever, and then somebody else took the job. Right. But it's a, it's a, it's, the world of education is a different place these days, okay, and you brought up no that doubt. little memory on there. So I'm glad you're bringing your Philly expertise, okay, we can talk about steak sandwiches sure. as well. But your Philly expertise is important to Territorium because I know you're working. Let me go. Let me go, go over this Territorium, and you're going to tell us what they did. Works with Young People's Project, an organization that trains high school students from communities struggling with systemic inequality. Hello, to be math literacy workers. This is good stuff. Okay, it's Absolutely. really important stuff. So, just how to link up with Territorium, and what do they do? Just go over the generic Territorium. Right. So, so Territorium, generically, we're going to move folks from education to work and work to education based upon competency and skill identification and development. Uh, we are looking to discern more directly the exact skills, abilities, competencies, badges, credentials, that family that are necessary for an individual to achieve and attain in order to well, maintain and expand their own right of self-determination to make sure that they have the information that they need to continue to ascend through whatever career pathway that they are pursuing. That, of course, starts in K-12 and continues after K-12, whether it's higher education, employment, military, or service. And oftentimes, once we reach those stages, there's a need to circle back and pick up the additional skills and abilities in order to continue to promote or take different pathways or, or work in that direction. The key with this is actually what started for me at West Philadelphia High School. Uh, as you know, when I was there, um, it was a struggling environment, yeah, and yeah. we had an automotive academy. And the automotive academy defeated MIT on an annual basis in the hybrid car competition. PBS has done wow. huge specials on this. This is real. Wow. But the problem wow. is, wow. is that the that kind of work doesn't show up on a transcript. Doesn't show up in your you know, C-plus in auto body or your B-plus in algebra 2. There was, we were missing for many of our students the true skills and abilities and competencies that they possessed in order to be able to translate those into post-secondary pathways. 
same thing happens to me when I'm in Kentucky and my students are earning pilot's licenses before they earn their driver's licenses. Um, <laughs> all sorts of experiences wow. that occur within and beyond the classroom that often don't show up because we have yet to we haven't distilled our coursework into the skills and competence, which I'm sure we'll talk about more. We are going to talk about it in detail. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. In relation to YPP, um, the Young People's Project, it is uh, the history of the program is really pretty amazing. So Maisha Moses is the CEO of the Young People's Project. She is the daughter of Bob Moses, who led the Algebra Project uh, out of Mississippi, who was also one of the original founders and organizers of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Any good civil rights uh, movie story history you will read if you're not already familiar with Bob Moses. So she comes from a, a very deep and powerful lineage of issues of of equity and social justice. Mm-hmm. Her spin, if you I mean it's the wrong word, her evolution yeah. of this work is to yeah. take high school students and build within them not only the skills of mathematics, but also the skills of leadership facilitation, coordination, so that they are equipped to go into middle schools and work with students as you've described, math literacy workers, to be the tutors, to be the math coaches, and so forth. So those students are acquiring a whole set of skills beyond the content, that which is content-specific, that shows more realistically who they are as learners and what they're able to offer the next environment in which they pursue. Territorium what? is the vehicle yeah, through which this is being documented. So no, territorium, let me, let me ask you, people go to territorium.com, and I, I was over there today, okay, and the, the tagline is Bridging the Gap, and it has life journey toolkit. This is very, very interesting, everybody. Please go over there. And what you call a CLR, which is a comprehensive learner record. Okay, and that word comprehensive is really important. What you said a, a, a few minutes ago, okay, when we just look at, I'll call it academic skills for the sake of this conversation, there's nothing wrong with having them, okay, but we don't paint a complete picture. We do not paint a complete picture when we just look at that. All right, and because there are so many things that go into academic skills, uh, working at an under-resourced school as an example, okay, in a poor neighborhood where kids did not have books when they were very, very young, that sort of thing, all right? And so we have to paint the complete picture. If I may, Territorium seems to be a company that wants to not only help the kids build it, but actually put it and have a hold a place for it, okay, where people where, where, – Schools, colleges, employers, students themselves can see, get a picture of themselves and get a picture of this child. Am I correct? That's right. It's really, it's, 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 it's fascinating. How did you get the name uh, Territorium? Where did this, where did this uh, come from? The original, the founders originally were looking at the territories that they were looking to tackle. Uh, they did some modification of the word based upon some nomenclature and some experience within there, and came up with territorium. The the story we we need to come up with a with a better version, even if it's not true, to make it a little more exciting. I think it's cool. It's a good name. I got to tell you. Okay, and I I, yeah. I I know. Do you sell it or do you give it? How's it work? Okay, how do you get it into the right. hands of the right people? Which I assume is a school district. Talk to me about that. 
Sure. So we are intentionally focused on the individual learner. So we are equipped to serve K-12 higher education or folks in their career fields. Oh, nice. The, the primary, because, again, we want to follow the learner for life. Um, because, again, that educational process is something that they will always come back to no matter where they are. And if we can package their skills and abilities and package their information for them in a way that is accessible when, where, and how they need it, we know that we can continue to coach, prod, and advise, and guide to the resources that are available to make sure that they can access the resources that they need. So our primary clients at the current moment are the institutions whether it's a school, whether it's a district, whether it's a network, whether it's a system, whether it's a university. And we are able then to work with those institutions to help them map their learning outcomes, their standards, their objectives, their learning targets, how we're defined, to the learning experiences available that are both within and beyond the classroom. So everything from Algebra 2 to co-curricular and extracurricular activities, internships and apprenticeships, and then translate the experiences and learning outcomes into workforce skills. So using taxonomies from the big labor market providers to make sure that if you call it this in education, it means this in workforce. So if you're learning to build um, a pivot table in your geography class, on your transcript, it's gonna show A minus in geography. But if you learned in that class to build a pivot table, then we know that's a skill of data analytics. And we know that data analytics is a skill that is in demand within the data side of the workforce. And we want to be able to show the learner, here's how this skill, this pivot table that translates into data analytics, opens up a whole series of job opportunities for you uh, upon your, your next phase of your, your own programmatic guide. Uh, so the CLR, the Comprehensive Learner Record, is the engine that takes all of the information, the learning outcomes, the learning experiences, and the workforce skills, and produces for the learner a profile. Uh, let's call it an opportunity, what we call an opportunity fit. It's going to show the learner yeah. the field that you are pursuing, here are the skills that you have, here are the skills that you still need to acquire. For the ones that you still need to acquire, we're going to show yeah. you where your institution gives you the opportunity to pick those up. Maybe it's a course, maybe it's a seminar, maybe it's a workshop, maybe it's an extracurricular event or an extracurricular experience. So it's going to help that learner have a greater level of efficacy in, in advocating for themselves with their advisors and their counselors mm -hmm. and so forth mm -hmm. to get what they need. It also makes it much easier on the counselors themselves because they can pull up that profile. They can pull up that opportunity fit and see where that student is. And then we're also going to show the learner at the same time, here are real-time job opportunities in your field, in your pathway mm -hmm. that are looking for people just like you. So, for the lack of better terms, it can become, quite honestly, a bit of a professional dating app. Um, you know, <laughs> if you want to be able to get these jobs, we see you have yeah. these skills, yeah. but you're not funny. So if you want to be funny, take this class in humor. You get this class in humor, you get a much better quality of match on the jobs on the other side because they're looking for someone <laughs> with all of your skills and someone that can tell a joke. <laughs> Keith, i got to ask you something. You want to follow the learner. But let, let's just take an example. You sell this, since we talked about Philadelphia, you sell it to a district like Philadelphia, okay? How, yes. But it's following the – hold on. <laughs> Excuse me. It's following the learner through Philadelphia schools. But you – pardon my voice right now – but you want to go a little bit further. You want, you want to follow them through their life, their life skills, I don't know what, to what age, et cetera. What if Philadelphia doesn't want to do this anymore? How does the learner still get his, his or her information? 
Excellent question. So while the CLR of Philadelphia school system, let's say, is going to produce, it produces for every learner a wallet, a digital wallet. That wallet is going to include for the learner all of their data, badges, skills, credentials, and the evidence that they submitted to earn those badges, skills, and credentials. So we can actually see the projects, we can see the PowerPoints, we can see the videos, we can see the photos. All of that data is owned by the learner because that's their data. So when they leave the school district of Philadelphia, the wallet stays with them for life for free. That is the service that Territorium provides directly to the learner. So the that's school pretty, district is pretty cool. at the time can help fund the system. It creates for every learner a digital wallet, um, also sometimes referred to in future from learning and employment record, the LER, uh, also referred to to some extent sometimes folks will use ePortfolio. There's a little bit of overlap, but wallet is probably the most technical at this point. But that stays with the learner forever. And because that data is in the cloud and blockchain enabled, it's available to the learner when, where, and how they need wow. it. We're not tied to a student email address that expires. We're not tied to a, um, a temporary cell phone number. We're not even tied to a physical address. And that's what's going to make it easier for the learner. That is great. And, and how long has this been around? Territorium. So, so Territorium has been around since 2011. Uh, we have 12 million users in 15 countries. Uh, primarily, our origins were in uh, Latin America, and we have done significant work through Latin and South America. Our largest client, single client, for example, is the equivalent of the, the community college system for the country of Columbia. So 2 million users across 180 campuses. And our, what we've then called in you know, 2011, 2012, a skills and abilities guide has what is now evolved into what the U.S. calls the comprehensive learner record. This, this, this is really good. And, and over the years, and this is a key question, because I, I can only speak for myself, okay? You use something, you use something, you use something, and suddenly you just kind of forget about it, you move on. How is it working out over the course of time? And you've been doing this now for 10, 12 years, all right, uh, wherever. How, are people using it the way they should use it? Are people following up the way they should, et cetera, et cetera, really get it together because it's a great idea, okay, and I love it, but are they using right. it? What's your thoughts on that? Yes, we have seen, for example, like countries of Colombia and uh, places that we do a great deal of work in Mexico as well where the employment rates in specific industries have grown exponentially based upon the linkages that we've been able to provide between the training wow. institutions and those pathways. Excellent. And that's, it's a key, that's a key question as far as I'm concerned. I have another point to make here. There's a big move these days, and I, I, I like this, okay? Uh, I'm not going to say away from higher education, but more to skills learning. And I'll, I'll sum it up in one word. We need plumbers. All right, one word, one sentence. We need plumbers. All right? The skills uh, people need to do well, okay, and into right. the trades and all that sort of thing, there's I don't know whether to call it a movement away from pure academia, but you know where I'm going with all this. And I think this is important for that. Okay, Talk to me how you feel about that. I like the fact that it applies to both sides of that equation. The Yes, there is a movement towards skills and abilities. We see this in competency-based education. Uh, we see this even in institutions of higher education that are adopting more skills-based um, criteria or skills-based identification even within their syllabi. And we see this within mm -hmm. the trades unions as well, right? There's a very specific path of skills and abilities to become an electrician 
you know, from, I don't even know the right order, but from linesman to journeyman <laughs> and so forth. Yeah. And being able to track all of those pieces to be able to show someone that's explicit pathway for them to be able to see the on-roads and off-roads to be able to know when to engage to fit the quality of their life is what matters. Look, you know, from the higher education, let's our post-secondary world, the, the, the person we used to call the non-traditional learner, the one that wasn't taking a direct linear path from start to finish, has really yeah. become much more the traditional learner. And so we need these vehicles that better serve folks that for any series of, of family, of conditions, of income, and so forth, to make sure that it is more asset-based and that, hey, you do this for two courses, you get this advancement, you do this for three, this pathway, here's the, the smaller chunks. Because right now we have a system of delayed gratification. There's very little ascribed value to your K-12 education until you earn your diploma. There's very little ascribed value to your higher education until you learn your associate's or bachelor's degree. But students are learning skills and abilities all along the route, and we need to be able to help students see what those are and what those wow. mean in the market. You know, that is, a, that is an absolutely great point. It's true. We wait till the end to, to evaluate, so to speak, as a society. But meanwhile, right. there's like even the going more in the entire – Right. If a student drops out in 10th grade for whatever series of, of difficult reasons, doesn't mean that they've learned nothing. And we need to help that student in the same way see what they have to offer so that they can be an effective member and contributing member of society. Yeah, and it, it, God forbid they learn nothing. It doesn't say much for the profession if they learn nothing. Okay? We That's have right. To, they, they learned something. We know right? that. We've got to take advantage of that. and. You know, as I always say, the K-12 system was was set up a long, long time ago, all right? And I, I, we we kept it that way for a long, long time. But we need to look at, at at shifting that. Okay, there are priorities changing in America. There, the way we look at education has changed. What have, you know? I don't, I don't know how long you've been in the business, but what the what are the big what's the big change that you see since you got in to now? Okay, and I think that's about oh, part and parcel of what you do every day here. Okay, you see that's a right. change in education. Talk about that, Keith. So let's. Uh, so historically, we can go back. So every hundred years, there's a reevaluation of the last <laughs> two years of high school. So 1896, the Committee of Ten, led by Harvard, looked at the last two years, which led more to the life outcomes-based education. What is it we can make sure students know and are able to do, to do in much more tangible ways, and how do we push? oftentimes college-level content in the last two years. We've seen the same uh, evolution. We didn't, let's say, make a huge jump in time to the 1983 Ronald Reagan, um, a nation at risk polemic report that said if the current system of public education was imposed upon the U.S., it would be, by a foreign power, be considered an act of war. And that's what launched in standards-based education, new American schools, um, and then we eventually got into, you know, No Child Left Behind, where we finally started paying yeah. attention to subgroups that, you know, we can lots of ways to criticize NCLB, but the data system's caught up in ways that are like, you know what, your overall average is this, but you're missing out on some key kids that really deserve an education as well. Mm -hmm. And then you see that evolve into, you know, the college and career readiness, um, which is now, you know, and we say that, and there still is, I think, very subtle debate as to whether people mean it or to what extent that is truly considered equivalent. So the next phase of this that I think helps blend all of these pieces together, and we look at this natural evolution, and we look at how we're rediscussing what those last two years of high school is to be, is in fact around 
those skills and abilities that are developed and applied both within core content classes, within elective classes, within CTE classes, that better represent the entirety of the learner because that learner takes with them their whole self to their next opportunity, whether it's at a job, whether it's the service, whether it's to military, or whether it's to higher education. Their whole self is going to come with them. And we need to make sure that whole self from you know, very defined, uh, discrete academic skills goes right alongside the skills of leadership and problem solving and data analysis and, and, you know, and collaboration. You know, with all that said, okay, have there been enough changes in the way teachers are educated to become teachers to accommodate the world we live in today, in your opinion, Keith? <sighs> You know that that's a big question. There is no doubt. There there is no doubt. There are institutions that are providing that sort of cutting edge uh, experience for teacher training. Uh, but you know it, it's a it's a slow moving industry. Sometimes for good reasons for the safety of those involved. But it, you know we need for all of it to be in alignment. We need for accreditors to to look to see these things as well. Uh, we need for institutions. You know a lot of teacher ed. You know, it, it depends on who's leading the courses. Like, it's, it's you know, if, if I went back and was in charge of a teacher ed program, you know, I'm old. There's a good chance that as, as exciting and as innovative as I think I may be, people may look at me and just blow off the dust. So trying to make sure that there is currency within the, the faculty administration, that there's currency within the perspective, and realizing that the industry, you know, probably had its greatest moments of – of exposure of where we're strong and where we're weak was from the pandemic. Uh, it really brought a number of things to light yeah. as to where the yeah. the training and experience is. The whole thing is so interesting. And what you're doing at Territorium, it, it, it's the beginning of a shift, okay? And I know you've been around for 10 years, okay? But we have to measure differently and assess differently and have people assess themselves and the, the learning that they need to exist in the 21st century world. And that's why I, I think this territorium is extremely important. What you're doing with the math skills, all right, with the Young People's pro Project is, 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 is terrific, okay? And, by the way, I always like to say this, mathematics is logic, okay? You're sure. teaching people to think, okay? It's that simple. And, by the way, when I went to Overbrook, nobody taught me to think. They just taught <laughs> me to memorize stuff I didn't understand, all right, that was the math teacher. All right, and it was just um, it got lost in the shuffle. I was learning, but I wasn't learning what they were measuring, and that's that's right. the, that's the difference. You know, it's that simple. Keith, thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. It's very good to meet you, former yes, former former principal of of uh, West Philly High. I can't believe it. Well, my old neighborhood. What can I tell you? Thanks, Keith. All right, we'll get a hug you sometime soon. You got it. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Larry. Thank you. Okay, everybody. That was Dr. Keith Look, VP of Education Solutions at Territorium. This is worth knowing about. All right. Check it out. Okay. Territorium, just like it sounds, dot com. We'll archive at ace-ed.org. I'm Larry Jacobs. See what we do. Everything's free over there. Thanks for listening.